Right, good afternoon everybody. Um, my name is Alex Lagona. I'm the Language College Coordinator <coughs> across at Northgate High School in Ipswich in wonderful, picturesque Suffolk. Um, and I was invited here by, by Steph to come and talk to you about the work we're doing at Northgate High School with uh, blogs and wikis in order to kind of motivate our students in languages uh, and to give them kind of a little bit of fun, I suppose, in learning languages, particularly French, German and Spanish. Um, Northgate High School is a comprehensive school. We're a language college, um, 1,700 students. Uh, it's the uh, biggest school in Ipswich. Um, we're a science college as well now. And um, about, well, about six, seven years ago, we were, we were designated language college. So we've had a, a fair bit of money invested into the school. Um, <clears throat> and as a consequence, we've got some, some pretty good resources However, blogs and wikis are things that don't necessarily need lots of resources, lots of money, just need probably a computer, internet connection, and a little bit of imagination. The Northgate blog, which is written down there, northgatemfl.co.uk, um, started uh, about two years ago. Um, and in that time, the high school have now got four or five other blogs and other subjects, because the word has kind of spread. And... Um, the art department at our school <clears throat> were quite keen on setting up a blog themselves. And I asked the head of art to go ahead and, and set one up. And I, he just emailed me a picture, reply. That's the picture I got back from him. Clueless. He was scared of the technology, scared, didn't know what to do. And I think for a lot of language teachers, for a lot of teachers in general, that's the kind of the biggest fear. It's, you, what I'm going to say today might seem a really good idea. But one or two of you, maybe more, are going to go... Oh, you know, that's a bit complicated. I'm going to hopefully try and explain that it's not as complicated as it, as it might look, and that through chatting with people who know about blogs, people in school who know about blogs, you can actually have a blog up and running in sort of 20 minutes. This is a quote from the Deering Report, <clears throat> which talks about how ICT is becoming more and more important um, these days with students of languages. We like to use ICT. Um, it's kind of, we, as teachers, we see it as something that's fun. You know, an ICT lesson in languages, it's, it's the fun lesson. Um, we have a computer room at Northgate, which we use for languages, and when we say, oh, you're in the ICT room today, kids get really excited, let's go, you know, have a play. But sometimes we don't actually use it to its, its full potential. Um, there are lots of websites out there we get the kids to use, there are lots of kind of PowerPoints we can get the kids to prepare, but are we actually really using ICT to its full potential? Sometimes we are, sometimes I don't think we are. Um, through using a blog, we can kind of improve our, our language skills. This is something that I, I honestly feel. Because a blog lets you read content in a foreign language. So we can produce stuff that the kids read it. It gives them the opportunity to write on the web for everybody else to see. It offers a format to present spoken media. So, for example, you get the kids to record a podcast or their own voice. You can publish it on the blog and everyone can hear it. All right? So therefore, as far as I'm concerned, the blog kind of meets all four skill areas. Um, I'm, I'm 35 years old, and when I was a kid, that's what I had, okay, um, a ZX Spectrum. In fact, I still have that in my, my wardrobe at my parents' house. My parents would throw it away, but I still, you know, hang on to that. And being a 14, 15-year-old, um, that was kind of the, the big thing. We, we would share games. we kind of give each other tapes of different games and stuff, and that was kind of what it was. But nowadays, 
it's completely different because I showed this to my year nines, they didn't have a clue what it was. You know, they're now into what they can do on their on their Wii or their PS3 or things like that. And they're more interested in communicating with each other in, in a much more, you know, what would seem alien way to some of us. Um, so if we look at kind of what the kids use, things like Bebo, MySpace, Facebook, YouTube, and then times kids watch YouTube videos, and, and MSN. I mean, just out of interest, how many of you have one of those sites? Oh, most, nearly more than half. Okay. But all the kids have them. And I would argue that using things like blogs and wikis brings the technology kind of up to their level, really. And rather than the kids catching up with us, it's us that have got to catch up with the kids. Um, so, in short, the blog is kind of the word comes from web and log. So it's kind of like a journal, uh, a diary source of news and it's the way we publish kids work um, gone are the days where you put stuff on the wall although we still do we get a much bigger audience by publishing students work online and we get much more comment much more feedback from that um, that's just a little short clip of what our blog looks like I'll show you a bigger one in a second you know these are other blogs that I tend to read because there's, there's millions of them millions and millions of blogs we tend to publish things like photos Text, PowerPoints, Word files. You can just use it as, as you wish. And some of you might say, well, it's kind of similar to a VLE, but I'm going to try and differentiate that in a minute. Um, right, this is a screenshot of our blog. It was taken, a, a, well, three or four months ago. So this is an essay um, that was written, or a short snip of an essay written by one of our students. Um, it's not been corrected. We've put it on as it was. The, the idea being that other students would read it, come back and say, well, I like what you said there, and you, but you, you, you spelt that word wrong. And that's kind of getting constructive criticism and feedback from, from peers. And in actual fact, the student, Harriet, who wrote this, was actually more scared of having her friends read it than she was of having me read it. Even though I can see what's wrong with it, and maybe some of her friends can't, she was just initially really embarrassed by the thought of seeing her work on there. And as the students got more and more used to having their work published they make more of, a, more of an effort to make it right, to make it look good, to make sure that it doesn't show them up when, they, when we publish it. So gone from putting it on the wall in a corner where someone might see it to having it on the screen where everybody in the world potentially can see it, the kids take it quite seriously. So when we set the blog up, we considered a number of points. Um, and I first went to our head teacher um, in sort of June 2006, maybe it was, and said, you know, I'd like to set up a, a blog for language departments. And he kind of said, mm, I'm not sure, security and all that kind of thing. And he was a little bit worried. So we did run a blog from June, July, August, where nobody else saw it. It was just for us in school. And we used it amongst ourselves to see how it would work. And in the end of term, July, I went back to the head and said, this is how it's gone. We've trialled it. Um, what do you think? And he said, yeah, OK, I'll let you run with it for six, seven months and then come back to me. So he was a little bit sort of scared at first. Um, we had to have a purpose for it. We had to decide what we were going to use a blog for. And we decided, and it wasn't just me, it was a, a, across the department. We had a big department meeting, we had a chat about it, we, we thought about what our ideas would be, why are we doing this? And we wanted to use it to publish kids' work to start off with. We wanted to give the students an opportunity to show what they're capable of doing in lessons, but to a wider audience. We wanted to be able to put resources on there for students to download. We wanted to um, talk about school trips so we take photographs and write journals of what's going on on our school trips so when we go to France we're going to France in two weeks 
the parents back in Ipswich can actually read what's going on while we're doing it. Thanks to a little nifty contraption I have on my mobile phone, I can actually type a text message on my mobile, send a picture, and it'll come straight onto the blog. So I can be in a museum in Lyon, and within five minutes it's on the internet, so the parents can log on and see what we're doing. Um, we get probably more hits while we're away from school through parents looking at what's going on than we do probably during the course of a normal week. So it does make a big difference. Um, the school, were very um, once they were on side, and it did take a while for them to be on side, were then quite keen to promote it. So we sent a letter home to parents saying, look at what we've got, it's a fantastic languages blog, make sure your kids use it. And we've got big posters across the language centre with a website of a river classroom. And whereas before we give students worksheets, take that home to revise for or use that for your homework, we've now published homework on the blog, or we've published resources on the blog, and just say to the kids, if you're looking for something, first port of call, try the blog, it'll probably be there. And as you'll see later on, Everything's in an index. So it's, it's, we've got year 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 index. So any resources we put for those years, the students can click on it and it'll go to where, where it should be. Okay? So the second thing we considered was our audience. So who's going to bother reading it? If it's just for us, what's the point? <coughs> we had originally designed it to be just for the students, but that's kind of grown because now students in other schools read it and the schools, other schools comment on what we do at our school. Um, other schools download the resources that we put on ours, and then we do the same to other schools. We, you know, and it's a bit of a share share line. So everybody shares resources and information. Parents read it. The governors, as I found out last week, read it. Ofsted, as I found out last week, read it. So it's it's for all to see. Um, and then we looked at <clears throat> what we're going to put on it. And as I said, mainly resources, mainly students' work, um, stories from exchanges. Bits of news that come up as and when that are of interest to our students. So we tend to update it probably, I would say, on average once or twice a week. And originally, when we first set it up, the whole department agreed that they'd, they'd contribute. And we have 12 language teachers at Northgate. And if just one teacher updates it once a month, then it's going to be really, really busy. That hasn't really happened. It's, it's me. And a, maybe another teacher every now and again when I nag them. So it's just me. What teachers tend to do is give me stuff to put on it. Again, because they're probably a little bit worried about how it all works. <clears throat> so a blog can be used um, effectively in a number of ways. Um, first of all, it can be used as a way of sharing ideas and practice across the department uh, or across the school. We set up blogs in other departments in the school when they've seen ours. So they see ours, see, oh, I quite like the look at that. I can use that for physics. I can use that for art. I can use that for geography. Maybe I'll have a go at setting up my own one. Um, so a good lesson, a resource, anything can be put up there. You can write about it. Other people can see what's going on. Um, it raises awareness of MFR across the school. That, that has been the big, big thing. We're a language college, so we should be the most kind of... Oh, the subject that's at the forefront of what's going on. We haven't been. But the blog has really kind of written the, pro- made the profile languages rise up. Um, unfortunately, I've kind of now been tagged as the guy who blogs, rather than the fact that I'm a French teacher. That's kind of a bit of a negative, really. Um, so there are things, but there are always things going on in our department. So we're a big department, there's always trips, there's always visits, there's always things going on. And by using the blog, we could publicise it and make people across the school, parents know that we're busy, we're doing stuff. The getting students to assess each other's work, that's brilliant. A short piece of writing from a student or a collection of writing or, or a podcast and getting the students to listen to it, to read it, to get their opinions. How would you say that better? 
and it's all done online. And I just referred to a minute ago, broadcasting, podcasting, MP3. I don't want to talk too much about podcasts. I know Steph's talking about that next door. This is an example of using students' work. Miss Dickerson's one of our Spanish teachers, and she wanted... It's kind of a mix of old school and new school technology, really. She wanted her Spanish students to remember their verb endings. So she got them all to design these little cards, which we thought was a brilliant idea. It was so good, we scanned in three or four of them and then put it on the blog. So that other teachers in our department would be aware that we're doing it, other schools would be aware that we're doing it, because we thought it was a genius idea. So the kids made these little credit card things to put in their, their wallets to help them remember their Spanish verb endings. So we wrote about it. And we got feedback, actually. One comment we got was how good the picture of the girl was, actually. But nevertheless. Um, this is a picture from... Uh, we do a Year 12 Language Taster Week, where our sixth form students all learn... Well, learn. Have three days of Arabic, Cantonese, Japanese. And it's a big, a big event. The whole, the whole sixth form stop timetable and do this for three days. So for us, it was important to, to write about it. So we, we publicised this. We took a load of photographs... We put them on the bottom so that people can actually see what was going on. Uh, this is a, from, the, from the French Exchange last year. Uh, that was a photo I took. One of these, sort of, you take three photos, you merge it all together, of, of St. Etienne's ground. Uh, picture here of a museum in St. Etienne, a particularly tedious museum. Um, but we wrote about it, and that was done on Sunday the 11th. I wrote about it on my little text messenger thing, and within a minute it was on there. And that's, that was brilliant. So people back at school knew what we were doing. Actually says a phone call home, home half the time. You know, what have you been up to? I'll read about it on the blog. All right. Again, this is an, um, an example of where we put together a magazine. The students wrote their little magazine about um, your problems in year 12. And we published that as well. So you could download that as it is. You could read through it. You could make your own comments. The kids had their own copy they could download. And it's just making students aware of the fact that the resources that they produce they can have themselves and they can actually work together to get it. Going back quickly to podcasts, I mean, we did a podcast, we did them pretty infrequently, we do it every now and again, and we make the podcast available on the blog so you can listen to it straight from the website. And we did this thing in year nine, with middle ability set, set three, um, where we talked about what they do in their spare time, um, straight out of the, the um, Echo textbook, I think it was. And so we got the students to put produce their little um, um, conversations. That's Max Deutschbier and football and that sort of stuff. And then we, we put it on the podcast. And for the homework, the students then had to listen to it <clears throat> and leave a comment saying what they thought about it, what was good, and what could be better. And by the number of comments, there are 20 comments, there are 23 in the class, so three didn't do it. Um, and you can work out which three it was by going through the comments. And this is what they said about it. <coughs> The first one's slightly random, but the rest of them are all pretty, you know. And this comment here, the anonymous one, this is actually written by Mr. Kobold, who's the head of German at our school, and he wanted to have a go at it. And I did it with my class first, and then his class wanted to have a go, and then the other class wanted to have a go. So it kind of spreads. So everyone sees what a good idea it is, putting on the blog, oh, let's, let's have a go at that, let's try that. And everybody was saying, you know, the accents were good, they didn't like, didn't like the music, I think I chose the music, but it meant that it was kind of a group effort, so everybody worked together to produce a document. <clears throat> everybody then gave a comment as to what they thought, and then the whole thing was published online, so everybody in the world could listen to it. I think this particular podcast, we had about 700 people listen to it. 
and it's not just me 700 times. Sorry, but I'll just ask, um, can you control who leaves a comment, for example? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you can set your comment section on your blog any which way you like. You can have it so anyone in the world can leave a comment, or you can have it as I do, that any comments left comes to my email first. So I then read it and then decide whether it's safe or, yeah. you know. And I think in the two years we've had it, we've only had one comment that I'm not allowed to go on there because it was just silly. But the rest of the time, they, think they actually take it quite seriously and there's, they take it quite responsibly, I think, it's the word I'm looking for. Because with this, there's, it, it can go any sort of which way. But the students actually took this the right way. So, yeah, you can control entirely who leaves a comment who doesn't. But I, I leave it open in a way, so I like people from other schools to have a look at it and to see what they think. Um, there are problems. I won't, well, we'll be lying if so they weren't. Um, keeping it up to date is kind of the first thing. Um, particular times of year, sort of exam time um, or at exam time, when I'm out of the country, um, it's quite tricky. When I'm particularly busy, you know, and I think the longest I've left is probably about three weeks when I've not done anything. And I feel quite guilty. Um, the second problem is making sure, keeping at the front of your mind why we're doing it. It's to actually benefit the students rather than to kind of play with, with technology. I'm, I will admit quite openly that I'm quite a geek and I quite like little bits of technology here and there. And there are things that I've tried out with my students um, for novelty value which have come around and bit me on the backside. Um, so I'm now much more... Um, kind of thoughtful as to what I use technology wise um, building an audience is something that's happened gradually uh, it took us probably 18 months to establish a decent kind of audience uh, and to put it into the kids minds that it was a resource that they should use and it was something that it was going to form a part of, of their learning and we've now the, the stuff that's on the blog is now kind of embedded into, into their everyday learning so resources, homework it, you know, it forms part of it and before you ask there are students who have internet at home, that's, an, that's, that's a fact. But because we have an ICT room for languages, the students who can't access it at home can access it in school. So we kind of make allowances in that respect. Sometimes we set homework where the students have to produce something and email it back in. There are students who haven't got that facility. So we still say, you can still write it in your book, it's no problem. But it's kind of getting the kids used to that idea. And then the last one is overcoming fears and concerns. Um, Overcoming the fears and concerns of SMT, overcoming the fears and concerns of, of the students whose work you're about to publish for the whole world to see, and overcoming fears and concerns of the people in, in your department who, who, don't, who don't, like, don't like computers or don't like using technology. Um, that, that last one has probably taken longer than two years. As I say, we're a department of 12, and we're still getting our staff on side as to how they can use it. Um, the head of French came on side, I think, about two weeks ago, having had a, kind of one of these sort of visions. And now she's kind of using the, the blog and the wiki quite a lot. So two years on... Oh, sorry, I'm from side. Um, going back to safety, this is a list of things we give, give to students. And whilst, I mean, our SMT were obviously concerned about the safety of the students, uh, as are we, and we kind of say to students that this is the, only, this is the way it's got to be. Um, we've taken work off the blog that other teachers have put on where they've left the, the first name and the surname of the students. Um, we don't deal with email addresses or home addresses or phone numbers. We've not had a problem yet with anybody kind of bad-mouthing anybody else. Um, the, the text, talk or chat language 
it's something we have to kind of be always be aware of. Um, the copying of other people's work has not been an issue, um, and unfortunately, the checking of spelling is something that, that tends to get ignored a little bit as well. But our SMT are happy with it. The Ofsted inspector who came in had a look at it a couple of weeks ago was happy with it, so we're quite happy with it. Um, so now, two years on. Um, that audience figure has now moved on. We're about 7,400 people who've, who've used the blog, or how many hits we've had since it started two years ago. It averages at about 100, 120 a week. Um, and these are not, I would say half of them, to be honest, half of them are from the high school, which is kind of what we wanted in the first place. So half of them are students who download, uh, will revise things, will look at things, and the other half come from somewhere else. Um, and we are used as a reference by schools across the world, and I'll show you that now. So this was a map taken from, I think it was, I think it was last night, and this is just the recent hits we've had on our site, say, the last seven days. So this, the big thing over there is obviously the UK, someone in Germany, France, someone in Greece. I don't know that flag at all. Uh, several in the States and one on the western side of Canada. And these people all come onto the site, and I can track where they go, what they look at. And when you show this to the students, as I will do tomorrow morning, it kind of gives them a bit of a sort of sense of, you know, wow. Because what we publish on there is read by, or can be read by, anyone of those people. And I think that gives the kids a real sort of boost, seeing that their work can be seen by so many people. So what's so good about it? It does promote creativity and global decision, as I've just shown you. The world looks at it. Pupils who use Facebook and MySpace, it's old hat to them. It's kind of new for them. Well, not. It's new for us, not for them. It helps MFL to be more relevant to the students. And we're in a situation, and I don't know what you're in your schools, but we're in a situation where at year nine, they have to still do a language. It's, it's compulsory at our school still, thank goodness. But in many schools, people are fighting for numbers to do the GCSE. So using something like this to motivate the students actually is quite good. Um, one or two, I know one or two schools who've just started doing podcasts just before the options, just to kind of give the kids a little bit of, a, bit of interest. It's writing for a purpose, and it allows peer assessment through comments in a safe environment. Okay. Um, you'll, I'll show you the blog as it is at the moment, but these are little things we've, add to, we've added to the blog to make it a little bit more funky. Um, the top corner up there is this says Year 12 to France in. We have a little countdown clock. Okay, so we go to France in 16 days. So all the Year 12s are looking at it and say, oh, yeah, you know. And we do that for most exchanges and trips, visits, a little countdown clock. We, you can also change it so you can have, like, homework due in and have a countdown clock as well. Do you set all this when you create the blog? Do you set all the parameters? You, yes, you do. And you can add and take these out as and when. So you haven't got to do it all at once. I mean, effectively, it's like a blank canvas. You have sort of the title of the blog and then comments and, and whatnot. But these things you can add in as you get more confident, as you get sort of, you know, as people give you ideas, basically. So the countdown clock um, was something I found on the internet, and that's quite useful. For, for, we use it a lot for homework, I've got to be honest. The quote of the day, I just like that. I just think it's kind of a motivational quote. Um, we have a little little thing here, little flicker things. These are photos we take of kind of school trips and exchanges. All of our students um, or their parents sign a waiver that says we can use their photographs on on school resources and stuff, unless they specify no. Even so, we don't tend to do too many kind of close-ups of faces and stuff, and no names or anything like that. But this kind of thing <clears throat> changes pictures. So it's kind of a, a rotating sort of mosaic of pictures that we take in the department. This is the local weather in, in Ipswich. That changes depending on, on the weather. We have a clock which says, you know, in Ipswich the time is, 
because we're all kind of talking to a world audience. I have the, the BBC News thing. That changes depending on what the headlines are. Um, this tells me who's been on the site, uh, where they've been, where they've come from, and what they had for breakfast. Um, and this basically is kind of the latest he- headlines from, from the Northgate blog, which you can put on other, other web pages. So I know, for example, that the School Geography blog has this on theirs to say what we're doing. Um, other things you can do to make it funky. Look, podcasting, you can embed a podcast into your, your blog so people can hear what's going on. Uh, this thing here is called a Voki, which allows you to record your voice and record a sentence or a phrase, and then this young lady will say it in time to, to your speech. Um, down there's a kind of a slideshow thing that you can put into your blog. So say, for example, we did a, a project for some gifted and talented students. We took some photos of the day. So we wrote about it, but then kind of a, the photos of the day kind of circled round, so you could see what was going on. And this thing here is called a voice thread. It's at voicethread.com. And this was really cool because we did a, a, a thing on advertising in, in French and I uploaded several pictures of adverts. Um, that's me up there. And I recorded my voice saying, this is what I'd like you to do for your homework. Can you talk about each of these adverts? So then the students had to log on to voicethread.com and each of them put their own comments about the adverts. So we had 12 students talking about one advert. There were six adverts all together, which then when we came out to the lesson... Made, made for a whole lesson really talking about what everybody thought of the adverts but this is all done online so no writing involved all done online um, you can also now access the, the blog on your mobile phone we've made through a little website we've got on there I mean, you can also embed things like YouTube videos into your blog and I don't know how you have YouTube banned in schools it's banned at, it's, it's banned at our school as well um, but nevertheless I can upload that at home and the kids can access it from home, so that's fine. I mean, there's, there's, whatever your views are on YouTube, I think there's a lot of good stuff on there um, for students. So we, we had basically had videos that the students had done, and we put them on there. Um, I might show you one later on, click on to the next one. So moving away from blogs onto, um, onto wikis, which is kind of the other thing we're doing at the moment. Um, you've all heard of Wikipedia, I presume, and you've all kind of heard that students use that to get through their degrees these days, I suppose. Um, we use what's called a wiki uh, as a website um, which allows users to create their own entries which can then be edited and changed by others. So it's a little bit different to a blog. Um, we use wikis in our language departments to get students to create, share, correct and discuss their work with each other in a secure and personalised environment. And whereas the blog is at the whole school, the wiki we use kind of at specific year groups, specific classes. This is a kind of a, a screenshot of the language is wiki. Now, we, did, we set it up initially for the sixth form, but we've now kind of rolled it down to year 11, year 10, year 9. Um, and again, going back to kind of responsible, the students have to be responsible with it. Some of them have not been responsible, and we are able to kind of correct that as and when. So this is kind of a, the year 12 wiki page. And as you can see on the far side, all the students in year 12 have their own page. We give the students their own page, and the idea behind that is that I could set them some homework to do, and they'll do it on their page. So if you look at the top, Amy can write her essay or write her, her exercise, and I can see what she's done. I can log on at home, click on her page, see whether she's done her homework or not. However, so can everybody else. So the idea behind this was to promote shared collaborative learning. So as a group, the year 12s or the year 9s as it is now, can see what everybody else is doing, can take ideas from each other, 
can take phrases, can take kind of the way in which they started a sentence, and then put it together to form a complete piece of work, if you like. Um, we were initially worried about people nicking ideas and stuff, but because on a wiki you can see who's taken what and when they took it, no one actually does that. No one has kind of copied each other's work as such. Um, so for us, a wiki is remarkable because you can add, edit or delete the page. So all of our students in year 12, most of our year 11 students now have their own wiki page and they use that to write their speaking test answers on, their oral exam. And it means that their teacher can log on from home, see what they've written, see whether it's in their homework, see actually when the last time they logged on was. Um, so for example, when I'm going into school and I'm checking the homework, I can see that Robert did his homework at 6.30 in the morning or at 2 a.m. And then I know how much effort they put into it. Um, the students, basically, we give them the say as to what's on their, on their page. So, as you'll see in a minute, one of our students wrote an essay, but wanted to kind of highlight what he talked about by putting a, a video in there as well. So it gives them ownership of what's, what, they, what they do. It also means, for us, it's a lot less paper marking. So we actually look on the screen, see what they've done, and we correct what they've done on the screen. And they can see our corrections because it highlights it a different colour. Um, it's true, what you write is more important than how it looks. You'll see it, it's a little bit, it's not as glitzy as the blog, but it, it serves a, a purpose in itself. Um, you can look at a few other wikis. These are some really useful addresses on here. Um, ours is there, but there are several different versions of ours. By all means, make a note of this. You want to have a look and see how the other schools are using wikis in their, in their learning. And then I'll show you some more examples of our learning. Wikispaces.com, by the way, is free. And you can set up a wiki page for free. And um, although they, they do come with adverts, but once you um, establish to whoever owns Wikispace that you're a school, the adverts are removed. And you can have as many pages as you like within that wiki space. And is it we- the same, sorry, is it the same for blogs? Or do you have to use special software for that? No, most blogs you can actually just um, use the templates that they give you. I use a, a, a blogger blog. And uh, that allows me to put in basically what I want. Um, there are some other blogs. I know you have a TypePad one, which allows more hosting files and stuff. The blogger ones don't let you host that many files. So what we tend to do is we tend to work the blog in hand in hand with the wiki. So because with the wiki you can upload files, um, so we can kind of produce links from one to the other. Really, what's really happened since the wiki's taken off is that the, we use the blog a little bit less for resources, we tend to put them on the wiki and use the blog a bit more for kind of um, putting up students' work still. I mean, if you take work that the students put on their, on their wiki and put it on the blog for a wider audience. So, as I said earlier on, we use it as a, as a, as a collaboration tool so students can work together because um, students like the ability to work together. It actually, when you get them to work together, it doesn't seem as hard if they're working with a friend or working on a, on a shared piece of work. Um, you need to teach them how to work together sometimes. I mean, sometimes working together means that the bright kid sits at the computer to work and the other kid just sits there. Um, it's actually getting students to work together to produce something. Um, students need help organising collaborative writing projects. So we've done collaborative writing projects before online. Um, we give them kind of a writing frame or a template to work with. And then they can put little headings in and that works a bit better for us, really. Um, and the wiki management is controlled by the students. So they look after their own pages. I keep a kind of watch on what's going on. Um, 
we have had one page called Mr. Bogana Sucks com, which lasted about 12 minutes when I discovered it. So that you've got to be a bit careful with that. But generally speaking, um, we've had very little problem with it. Again, with with the management of it, um, I have overall control of it. So if things on there I don't like, I can take it off. Um, and students will need to work to develop wiki skills. My, now my group, uh, the, the year 12 group I work with, and the year 9 group I'm working with, have kind of got the hang of how to use it. Um, and like I say, it does work well for their independent study. It's something they can do at home. It's something that they can log on and see, well, what's John done? Or what's Sarah done? And then compare there with somebody else's. So it means that, for us at any rate, some of the less motivated students in, in some of our classes have been shamed into working a little bit harder by seeing what everybody else has done. And the history bit, and I can click on the button that says recent changes, and it will tell me who's been on there, what time they've been on there, and exactly what they've done. So if they logged on and just put a full stop, then I can see they've just put a full stop. I can actually see what they've done. Likewise, I can see if they've written a full essay or, or whatever. Um, it's used, obviously, as an information pool. We have pages and pages and pages of resources which kids can download. Um, students create a lot of their own learning materials. So year 11 students at the moment writing their speaking tests, um, questions and answers. We're not going to delete them when they finish with them. We keep that and use that as a resource later on. Um, our gifted and talented project that we're doing in Suffolk at the moment is all done on wikis because our students at the moment would do the gifted and talented. It's, it's a county-wide thing. We have students from, from all ends of Suffolk who never actually get to see each other, so they have to work collaboratively online. And it means that they can upload resources, create documents, create scripts, create essays together as a group, but they have to be in the same room. Okay. When we launched this, we got kind of a bit of feedback from students after a couple of months to see what they thought of it. And we had a number of comments uh, back from the students. And this is what they said, really. The chance to be creative was great, and it's better than just writing it. We could put whatever we wanted on there, pictures, responses, content. So the students now, rather than just writing a piece of work, will actually get pictures and illustrate it, and it's, it will be there, or videos, or music, um, and it will be embedded into their page. Um, I like to see my, classworks work, my classmates' work. It was also fun to see their comments on my work. We encourage our students to leave comments on other pages. So if someone's written a particular piece of work or has a good idea, leave a comment at the bottom and just say what you thought of it. Seeing some of the phrases used in people's essays made me want to make my essay better. It gives you a chance to feel part of a group, we can learn from the rest of the group, and it makes sure you do your homework. Um, and these are all, these are all I've not made these up, I promise you, these are all genuine comments from students. And the last one, I like the flexibility a lot. Okay? We moved away, we still do work on paper, but we've moved away to a certain extent from that by getting kids to do a lot of their work online. Because it, we think it gives them a chance to be far more creative, it gives them a chance to see what their peers are doing, it gives them an opportunity to share resources, share ideas, share comments with their peers, and it makes their work, I think, far more motivating for them to do. Uh, if I just pick on to the next one. So this was Gavin's piece of work. Again, this hasn't been corrected yet, um, but Gavin did this little bit of essay on, on alcohol. He finds this video on YouTube uh, talking about the dangers of, of drinking. I think he found it in French, and then put that into his essay as well. So he's produced, effectively, once it's created, a full resource. Gavin's actually on his second page now. He's done so much work. But this is just an example of the sort of stuff we're trying to create. Yeah, drunk people at the bottom there. He could have translated that, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> but how it works, literally, you log on, you click on edit this page, and then you write what you want to write. 
and then the edit this page button is replaced by save, you save it, and it's there. So when I click on, say, the history button at the top there, I can see exactly what Gavin or anybody who's got access to that page has done. And with a wiki space, you can make it so that anyone can access it, so that only certain people you invite can access it, or you can make it hidden so no one else apart from those you invite can actually see it even exists. So there's different levels you can have it at, again. And at the moment, it's all free. Okay? Out of interest, is that likely to change? I, I, said that. I, sus- I suspect eventually they will, they will start making a charge for it. Yeah. Because um, the, there are different levels of accounts you can have with Wikispaces, and schools at the moment get kind of the second tier up for free when it should be X amount of dollars per month. And I, maybe I'm being, just being cynical, but I think they're getting people on side and then saying, now we're going to start charging you for it. Maybe I'm wrong, I don't know. Um, this is another text um, that somebody else is by Frankie Pants. And um, things that she's corrected herself, you can see in green. Things that have changed are in red, and that shows up. Okay, so you can actually correct it, and it will show up on the screen. And it does take me a little bit less time to mark this on, on the screen than it does, actually, on a bit of paper. And this is really useful, again, when you're dealing with year 10, 11 students who are putting together their speaking test questions, because you can just change little bits of it, and they can see what you've changed, and then do their own corrections. One of the good things is, again, occasionally I've taken in, I've printed off their essays, marked it by hand, given it back to them, and then for homework, they've had to make their own corrections on the screen. Okay? So we're almost kind of (coughs) towards the end now. If you want to start your own blog or create a wiki, these are some addresses of things you can have a look at to give you some ideas. And I'm not overly sure I've got an internet connection in here, so we're going to have to kind of probably try some computers on the outside. We've got about 10 minutes. So you've got the opportunity, if you wish to log on, I've got some passwords and usernames if you want to log on to the computers behind you, or alternatively, if you have any questions, feel free. Hello. You did say you were going to mention VLEs, I think. Yeah, well, in Suffolk, at the moment, we've got this, there's a a bit of a push on to implement VLEs across the county. Um, And when I talked about this to the Suffolk Heads of Department um, in December one or two of them seem to think that, that using a wiki can actually replace the need for a VLE in certain circumstances. VLEs are quite expensive as far as I, I don't, know, don't know too much about them but my IT guy tells me that they're very very expensive to kind of set up and manage. By using a wiki we kind of take the need out of using a VLE because we can manage what the students do online quite, quite easily. Um, I'll just kind of show you this, this next slide here. I'll go across here. So if I click, let's say, the, the recent changes button up there, I can see everything that's happened in the last, well, since the start of the wiki, really. I can go back and see who's done what, who's changed what page, what they've changed, you know, when they changed it. Um, it's got all the links. So if I go down, the year 12 has a media essay page. We're doing our media um, paper two for AS. So I just uploaded all all manner of resources and statistics and data for them to, to download from there. Um, Mooney's Mark Maker is a, a chap called Robert Mooney in my year 12 class who collects phrases, useful essay mark gaining phrases, and puts them on the page so everybody else can kind of chip in. And year 13s are chipped in with various bits and pieces. The cool videos uh, are kids' videos that they've done for homework or other French-related videos that I think are of interest to them. Uh, 
we have teacher pages there, and then the kids have their page. And it's all monitored by me, so I know exactly who's done what and where. So in that respect, um, I think it makes a VLE seem not obsolete, because a VLE is, kind of has its own pros and cons. But I don't see the need to have a VLE when I've got this working as it is at the moment. Now, this is kind of, obviously the VLE is a whole school thing. And we now have wikis in chemistry and in arts and in geography. So they're setting up their own page because it's, it's free at the moment and uploading their own resources. So what we're probably going to do eventually is create one page for the school as a front page and have access, you can access all the other wikis from that one, that one page. You know, the school are actually so in favour of it now that they've put a link to the blog on the main school page, which they weren't going to at first. So I think the wiki is kind of the way forward at the moment. Was, was the blog free to set up as well? The blog was free to set up, yeah. yeah. So all of this is... All of this is free. <laughs> all of this is free. It, anything it costs me is time. Yes. Well, I was going to say, how many hours a week do you spend having to check stuff for this? Um, now it's up and running. I check the wiki probably three or four times a week, but it doesn't take me more than... I'll check it sometimes in my email. Check my email, check the wiki, who's done what. Um, at the bottom of the blog, there's a little... Um, a little kind of table which tells me who's been on the wiki so I can read that as well um, so not too long the blog um, at the moment things are a bit slow because uh, I'm quite busy at work so the blog probably takes me I would say in a week I put about about an hour looking after it if I've got something important to load up then a bit longer but not not too long when I first started it it, it took me an awful long time to get it how I wanted it um, and every now and again I change how, change how it looks because I get bored of it but other than that it, it, it is time but I think it's time well spent I think it's and certainly what we've done is we've now kind of brought about a bit of a sea change in the kind of mentality of staff students and parents at the high school because they now see the blog as quite an important resource um, the wiki we don't really publicise because that's just for the students to use but the blog certainly is a kind of um, this year is quite important really and um, I know that other teachers across the county come to us to look at what we've done with our, with our blog and resources and so on and so forth. So, you know, it's, I, I feel a, a bit of, sort of satisfaction at how, how it is now. You know, I think it runs well. I think the students like it. Um, and it, like I say, it's, it's all been free. Mm. And when you pay X hundred pounds for various memberships of various sites, you know, it, I, I think it kind of speaks for itself, really. Mm. Okay, I think it's about this ten past. That's any other questions at all? I was just run one of the wiki. Is there any scope for any kind of a forum? Yeah, the politics wiki has um, a a message board attached to it. So, because the head of politics wanted um, an area where their students could um, converse with each other over various topics, yeah. so she's just basically linked a message board to it. Yeah, but there's also this, this discussion up there. So, and you can have a discussion page on there. And what tends to happen, we don't have a message board as such, but on our main year 12 page, a student will leave a comment and saying, how do you do this, or what, what's, what's the French for this? Mm. And amazingly, another student will answer the question. But if it's not answered within a day or so, I'll answer the question. So the, 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 the students tend to look after it. I just keep an eye on it. But, you know, what have you got to do homework tonight? Or was it in for today? Or do we have to, yeah, and that all comes on the, on the page. And once we like, really clean it up and get rid of all the comments, we start again. But it's, it's, it's basically, you can run with it as far as you dare, you know. 
and it's gone crash now, which is probably the right timing, really. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.